Hello and welcome to Wild Man Steve's Record Shop, a weekly podcast featuring artists talking about and performing their music in my studio or from a previously made recording. I'm your host, Wild Man Steve, and this is episode 19, featuring Stoll Vaughn. Originally from Kentucky, Stoll Vaughn's music career started in the late 1990s when he left Interlochen Arts Academy and moved to Bloomington, Indiana to get involved in Echo Park Studios. Mike Wanchick, producer and longtime guitarist for John Mellencamp, discovered Stoll and helped him develop the foundation for his songwriting. By the mid-aughts, he had released two solo albums that were received with acclaim, charting in the top ten on the Americana charts. He eventually made his way to Los Angeles, where his music has been featured in major motion pictures and television series such as True Blood, Friday Night Lights, Shameless, The Office, and many more. Most recently, he co-wrote songs for the debut album by Almond Betts Band, Down to the River, and their upcoming sophomore release. Vaughn's latest solo effort is an uh, album titled Desire's Shape, and he dropped into the record shop in January of 2020 to give us a sneak preview. Hey, Stoll! Stoll Vaughn, it's so good to see you. Thanks so much for coming into the record shop. Wow, man, Steve, it has been a long time. It and, sure has. Uh, and I love seeing you. You look better than you did, and I don't even know how long ago it was. You're more of a hippie, and, uh, and also at the same time, more elegant. Uh, there's just a lot of things going on. Well, it's really good to see you, man. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. Have you done some great music over the years since uh, since I last saw you, um, man? I'm telling you what. Uh, okay, so so you were you were a Kentucky boy. That's right. And then you went to Interlochen uh, uh, Arts Academy. That's up in Michigan. That's right? up in Michigan, up in the UP. Uh-huh. You left there and you went to work with Mike Wanchick, uh, yeah. the uh, producer and uh, longtime guitarist. For John Mellencamp, yeah. how was that? Well, you know, I was just playing a house concert uh, up in Indy, and I was talking about it, and it was, I am so grateful that uh, it's like that um, that uh, that ten thousand hours book. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm blanking his name, Michael Gladwell, uh-huh. where, he, where he talks about like we're just lucky to be in certain places at certain times, and I was in Bloomington, Indiana when studios were still a thing pro Uh tools hadn't showed up really and so i got to work at echo park studios and got to be around people that were producing records playing on records and uh and also touring around the country and bands that were coming up that were signed that weren't signed it was it was an incredible time for me i can imagine yeah being from kentucky i didn't know music was possible and then i went up to interlochen the difference of that was it was like 14-year-old kids who played marimba that were going to Juilliard and kind of like <laughs> freaks like that. Yeah. And then I didn't know that. And then I went down there and I, I got to I got introduced to songwriting uh-huh. and, 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 and music and, and, and felt like, oh, this is a possibility. So yeah. it was, it's a beautiful thing. I mean. Well, well uh, okay. So Mike kind of mentored you. Huh? For sure. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, what kind of things did he teach you? Well, there were several things. He, um, so when I, I joined a band, he got me into IU and I stayed for about two weeks because I was in a touring band playing guitar. It was a band called Chamberlain and they, they had a pretty good following 
Um, and we, so we were doing the whole country and I started listening to songwriters and I got back and I said, Hey Mike, I want to make a record. He said, do you have any songs? I said, no. He said, leave and write a bunch of songs and come back here. And if the songs are good enough, we can do that. And he yeah. also, and then during that time I left, I kind of ran around. He introduced me to his girlfriend at the time, uh, a songwriter out of Canada. And we wrote some songs together. So I started, uh, and, and that I, I would say was priceless. But then also him kind of picking the songs helping me in the studio, making my first two records. Um, and then the, then half of this last, not the one that's coming out in February, but the one right before that. Right. So, um, and I, I didn't, I didn't understand what he gave me until I started producing records. You know, I did yeah. that Dwayne Betts record. I did a bunch of other things before that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and just what it takes and how you talk to the artist from the other side of the room, sure. how you talk about songs. Um, he gave me a lot. That's so, good. That's yeah. cool. Well, and it shows. It's shown since the beginning. Uh, when I first, when I first became aware of you, uh, it was on your second album, "Love Like a Mule." It, yeah. And uh, your first album was called "Hold On Through Sleep and Dreams." That's and, right. Uh, um, uh, that's uh, uh, that is is that still available? That's still available through my website, and uh -huh. also you can stream it. Um, so that would be if you if after this podcast when you start listening to my stuff you could see somebody that that got told let's you know you should write some songs going out and then um and really being lucky in the sense that instead of writing you know copycat songs i kind of found this sort of through line throughout all my work which is this um kind of conversation like my last record with um with myself my insecurities kind of uh the the surround, you know, not, but always having a hopeful kind of yeah. passageway through it. And, and so, and then Love Like a Mule was me, you know, that record did pretty well. And then Love Like a Mule. And then I was opening for Mellencamp and Fogarty uh -huh. and I started getting a lot more opportunities. Sure. And, uh, and so that was a little bit more of like, you know, here I come. <laughs> and then the music industry has a way of saying, slow down now, yeah. buddy. <laughs> uh, they always do that. Yeah, but, they uh, can't help it. <laughs> well, those uh, uh, the Love Like a Mule, just I was an instant fan. That's Thank you. Such a good record. Yeah. And, uh, um, and you've continued to put out really good uh, uh, albums. The Weatherman was a really, really strong one, yeah. I thought. And uh, and uh, the um, uh, the most recent until your new album, the conversation, the, uh, the conversation. What a record, man! Well, oh my goodness! Uh, tell me about making that one. Well, that was well, since you you've known me for a long time, and mm -hmm. um, and you had the weatherman, right? Not many yeah. people had the weatherman, and that was. And so the conversation, why I call it the conversation is I kind of, I came out of this period where I was trying to beat the system. I was trying to do, uh, I was trying to be in the music business, but as an artist development company uh -huh. and, and I was running kind of the creative side of it and that didn't work, but I had all these songs. And, um, but at that point I, I felt like I had, I had missed so many golden years and I, and, you know, and then I'd have to get back out on the road and da, da, da. Right. And, uh, and so I started working on a new record kind of secretly, like, can I really get past all this fear and kind of insecurity? Can mm -hmm. I get into that meditative state? Can I find those songs 
can I even write a song for myself anymore? <laughs> um, I mean, those were, and, and so that song Forgiveness on that record came to me and then it kind of opened up a floodgates and I started just, you know, I started every day taking, um, you know, at least five hours, but I would sit down and I would time myself 15 minutes to 30 minutes at a time and when I, and not judge anything I did. And then I would get into this sort of meditative state and these songs would show up. Uh-huh. And so I kept on doing that. And I thought, I'm going to record this on my own since I have all this recording equipment and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I got down the line on that and and I got all the way finished. And I was sitting there listening to it with my friend and there was things that I needed to sh- change, but I'd gone too far. And so like the mud, had, you know, the <laughs> mud had turned into rock. And I and I knew in order to change that, I'd have to do it all over again. Right. So. As I thought about it, I thought, I'm going to reach out to Carl Bramel, who's in my morning jacket and has been a friend of mine and played on all my records and been yep. a mentor of mine, but more in sort of uh, in a different way than Mike and and ask him to help. And uh, and I reached out and he said, come on, come to my house. I got a studio. Let's do it. And then I reached out to Mike and and all in part of this, uh, the way I saw it is at first, I had this conversation with myself and and the and the greater spirit of the uh-huh, universe, uh-huh. and uh, and then I wanted to continue that conversation with with people that had meant a lot to me. Now that I'm more conscious, to have an experience with them and allow them to kind of communicate through these songs, right? And and it was an incredible experience. I went to Indiana, and I mean, went to Nashville, and I did. Um, I did the first eight songs and I chose to go back up to Mike mm-hmm. and uh, and got the Mellencamp band together and we went into Mellencamp studio and uh, we finished the record there. And it was an amazing, it, it really made me even more conscious of the fact that how lucky I was uh, to start where I started. Because Carl, I, I met where in Indiana, uh-huh. Mike, and I was able to kind of... Um, just see it all at work in a way that you can't do it when you're on your second record or your first record right. you're thinking you're only thinking about the future your future trip and although right. the songs are coming and you're getting lucky and they're coming from a place of like you know uh that same place that i, I wrote these songs the last batch um you you don't need to settle you, you're not thinking about the process you're just thinking about getting somewhere I so getcha. this was a uh, was an experience that i could just kind of sit back and be grateful that I even get a ch- chance to do it, and uh-huh. and um, I got to revisit some songs. That you know, it's funny. A lot of people don't have the Weatherman or haven't followed me. So so some of those songs, like the Weatherman, mm-hmm. are new to them. Yeah, and I've had that song since I landed in California. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's been sitting with me, and I play it, and I've never recorded it really well. I did uh-huh. one time, but um, so so it's new to some people. I was going to name it the unknown hits, but <laughs> but it was too much of a spiritual experience for me to go that go there. So that's, so that's how that kind of came about. But and I'm really grateful, you know. I I really am. I'm grateful to be here. Um, you know, I mean, it's just yep, it's fun. Well, can we hear a tune from the conversation? Yeah, I'll play uh, "Forgiveness" for you. Great. As I said, this is the first song. I got voices in my head 
Get me up and out of bed I've been busted and I've been burned My heart is beating but you know it hurts And I can tell you every name But they'll never change anything I ain't saying I'll forget it Oh, their wrongs will ever be right We're just talking about forgiveness Now it gives you back your Yeah, it gives you back your life I've got ghosts here in my way Yeah, they haunt me every day They got reasons and they got plans Take me out when they get their chance And I can tell you why they're here But that won't make them disappear I ain't saying I'll forget it Oh, their wrongs will ever be right We're just talking about forgiveness And how it gives you back your It gives you back your life It's never easy Being torn apart Forgive to be forgiven It'll open up your heart I ain't saying we'll forget it All their wrongs will ever be right We're just talking about forgiveness Now it gives you back your Yeah, it gives you back your life Oh, yes great song <laughs> i love it no <laughs> doubt about it well you have been busy not only on your own uh music but yes. you've been co-writing with uh, uh first with Dwayne betts for his solo uh, his uh, debut ep yep and then uh, you uh, co-wrote five songs for uh, the almond betts debut uh, down to the river a, f a fantastic record thank you no doubt about it uh, uh tell me about that experience yeah so uh, you know i've um one of the good benefits of staying in in california and having that studio and stuff i met Dwayne, and um and we just started working on a bunch of songs together i'd write with him and we wrote this song taking time um and then uh but just kind of pieced together things and 
and Dwayne was in and out of having, you know, he's like his old man, you know, so, um, <laughs> so it took forever to make that record. Uh, and, uh, so I got to, so we finally got to a point and, and, um, and some good things happened. And, and so we, we, we had the record and, and Devin reached out and wanted Dwayne to open for him. And, um, and so we rushed and put that record together and, and put it out and they went out together and, and Devin and Dwayne both saw the potential and they enjoyed each other. It was kind mm -hmm. of a test run and they uh -huh. enjoyed them each other a lot that they thought, let's try this. Let's just see. So they called me up. I flew into Oklahoma City and uh, and we wrote this song, um, Long Gone, and um, in Oklahoma City. And, and then we jumped on the bus and we wrote a bunch of songs. Only five made it because every we were all... Everybody was like, is this going to work? Is this not? And we uh -huh. wrote a ton of songs. I had a ton of songs with Dwayne left over as well. Uh -huh. And so they they booked the, the Dayton Muscle Shoals. They went down there without the, knowing the band that well. And they threw them together and, and they, they made that record. And um, before they went, I had Dwayne come over and we wrote Shining and a couple other songs. Um Because it was like, oh my gosh, you guys are going to the studio. I get nervous for, you know, because I, I, I have a real great friendship with Dwayne. I just want him to, uh -huh. to be the best that he can possibly be. And dig it. And so, uh, so we wrote that shining song and that made it, which I really enjoy. Uh, autumn is a song I did not write, but I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and so that record came out and they, they kind of burst onto the scene and they've been out there and I've been opening for them and also writing for the next record. And now they've come together and now there's um there's a certain spirit it's it's like uh, it kind of it, it all formed um out there on the road and and so this time we wrote our 14 songs completely and they recorded i think 12 of them just last month nice which uh and that record will come out in june so yeah i mean it's uh when it rains, it pours, you know, I mean, I guess that's the way, you know, I wrote a record for myself and wrote two records for them. And um, well, that, that yeah. is what, uh, the uh, new album is titled desires shape. Yes. Uh, tell me about, uh, where'd you, where's the word this uh, title? Yeah. So from? we were talking before I, uh, we turned on the computer. Um, we were talking about how it, it's kind of sparse and, and less, uh, there's not as many It is. It's a more inti uh, intimate and uh, kind of introverted album. Exactly. And so, and, and how I explained uh, how that came about was that, you know, when I, since I've been playing a lot, you know, one thing that, you know, I go out with the acoustic guitar, uh, open tunings, a lot of finger picking. Uh -huh. My voice has gotten better over the years. I mean, you've known me for a long time, so you know that's true. Definitely. Uh, and the words are the most important thing, and for me, for my for my sure. stuff. Now, if it's uh, if it's a uh, Almond Betts song or a Dwayne song, the guitar uh, line can be just as important as the lyric. Sure. And um, and so, but for for me, and for for the audience that I'm drawing to, um, I, I'm finding that that that's what they're gravitating towards. Right. So, so their desires shape that sort of foundation, and um, and my desire to do continue to do this shapes everything I uh -huh. um, I've been up to, and so it, there's there's so many different forms of that, and I felt like that title could kind of live with me for a while um, and be confusing at times. It's, uh -huh. uh, 
but but like with all my titles love like a mule hold on through <laughs> sleep and dreams the conversation and they all kind of like i you know my publicist is always like man what does it mean i'm like oh god let me think about this you know <laughs> today it means this tomorrow it means that um so so yeah so that's kind of but it, i'm just you know as i said with the last one i was so grateful just to um have that batch of songs out and it's the same thing with this i'm just yeah you know to record because i as i was talking about the conversation the first stint of that was me recording it on my own uh-huh. and i've always felt like i can do that but but the problem with when you get into that is you make a lot of decisions that uh that affect the the song they, sure. they don't always lend themselves to to making the song the greatest it can be mm-hmm that's the thing about a producer like Mike or Carl or anybody I've worked with or as is as, as if I was a producer for somebody else, I'm only looking out for, you know, making sure the essence of that person comes out. Mm-hmm. And when you do, when you work on your own, the danger of that is, is that you have a lot of things that are in your way. So you're thinking, is this cool? Man, that, I just listened to, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Should I do like a crazy <laughs> solo on this? That would be really cool, wouldn't it? And to some degree, all that is cool, but if it's not the essence of what the 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 core is, right. then then what you end up doing is confusing what the what the thing is. Absolutely. And so, so this record took a while. It took you know I'd record it at the house. I'd record the songs, and we'd leave for tour, and we'd listen to it for a month, and and then get back, and I'd scrap half of it or three fourths <laughs> of it, and I would re-record it, and and then we'd go out and I'd scrap it. And then I would, you know, there's a song on there called Will of a Man. And that mm-hmm. song was actually a song with lyrics and everything in it. But when it got to, and we already printed up the album cover and everything. And I was like, this song is just not right. So I did an instrumental called Will of Man. And uh, and it's people's favorites because it's like, what? But I've always wanted to do an instrumental. So uh-huh. that's what I, it was just continuing to say is what is the essence of what we're trying to accomplish? Right. Here? And so that's why it's so minimum because because I can't I can't justify always putting a drum loop or a drum, right. you know, um, because I, I just wanted the, the lyric and I wanted the the essence of me to come through. And I feel yeah. like it did. I, I, I it is an uh, it is an astounding album it is Thank really you. really uh i i no doubt it is the most intimate album that i've heard you produce and, Thank uh, you. and uh, I'm, it just comes out in all the songs the first time i was listening through i'm like golly this stole is really gone you know out there on this one for you know just uh, uh, to reveal something of himself exactly. that he has not revealed in in the past, and yeah. uh, it's, it's beautiful, no doubt. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I let's love, hear I, a tune from it. Yeah. So, um, all right. So I'm going to play since I'm tuned in this tuning. I'm going to turn my guitar on so you can hear it. Um, this song is called uh, "Desires of Despair." Well, from coast to coast, blown by desert wind, on down the highway, 
where the blue skies never end you're meeting men like me no matter where you go just trying to stay in front of the darkness that we know and i'll tell you the truth i really want to care but i'm all wrapped up in desires of despair that dog comes here every hour and a half he comes around here to get a pat upon his back Well, you know I love him Cause he won't ever judge If it was any man I know I know that you would And I'll tell you the truth I really want to care But I'm all wrapped up In desires of despair Blame it on the drugs Or you can blame my old man It's hard to look me in my eyes That I understand My mama found me out here Her heart it could not bear See the one that you love in desires of despair. In the alleys of our cities, in the bedrooms of our homes. Yeah, we might be surrounded, but we still feel alone. And I'll tell you the truth I really want to care But I'm all wrapped up In desires of despair Yes, I'm all wrapped up In desires Of despair Beautiful tune. That Thanks, is man. just a lovely, lovely tune, no doubt about it. Uh, the uh, name of the album is Desire Shape, and it's out in February. In February. Uh, do we have a, an actual release date? Whenever that last Friday in February. Last I was just Friday in talking February. talking to Regis, uh, Scott Register up there, and I was like, why did they make it Friday? Like, what's yeah, the point? Yeah, it used to be Tuesday releases. Yeah. <laughs> it should be any day of the week, you know? Yeah. As long as I'm not competing with Justin Bieber, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so uh, I'm looking over the so uh, the song list here. Yeah. And you got two songs about two states, oh, uh, yeah. and you got two songs about two girls, and, and neither one of them is your wife. 
yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's hard to write a song for your wife, you know. <laughs> that ship has sailed. You only write songs when like you're trying to school them and make them think you're somebody else. Um, <laughs> there's uh, well, the two songs about states. So Oklahoma, I was I was playing Woody Guthrie Festival, and we had a couple of days up there. Uh-huh. And you know, there's so many great Oklahoma songwriters. Sure. Oh my God. And uh, and there's this certain vibe that they have, you know. It's like that red dirt thing. It's kind of a James McMurtry thing. <laughs> um, and so I was kind of like working on it. I was like, yeah, you know. I was like, oh, this is. Uh, and I was looking around. I was. I was. It reminded me of, um, like, if a spaceship was flying over, like twenty, like. 2045 right and they're flying over and there's this one dude left in one of these little houses with the american flag and like you know the, it's overgrown and but i so i wrote it like a uh, like a like a guy who would be living in oklahoma <laughs> and i got to the house and working on it i switched it over to piano and then i just took this synthesizer and i made and i played the piano part with the synthesizer and so it really feels like it's 2045 <laughs> and you're like hearing like a, a signal and you know coming through the radio and it's like and it's this guy's story saying i'm never gonna change uh-huh. and uh so that's oklahoma whether in kentucky i'll play i i think uh, uh if you don't if you want to hear one sure from it um maria is a gospel song that um that i play just harmonica and uh foot snaps uh to kind of like a tom waits thing and rosie is is a uh domestic violence this sounds like such a depressing (laughs) record i'm so sorry i swear you'll love it i swear you'll love it um so anyways but i do like this the you know i love coast to coast am george nori and art bell sure so i just felt like i could hear that like George Nori and Art Bell kind of talking in the background, crackling a trucker. Uh, you know, a lot of things going on here. <laughs> but uh, weather in Kentucky, just like here, it's 71 in January right yeah. now. <laughs> if you don't like the weather, they say, wait, wait a, minute, a minute, it'll change. <laughs> and so my brother went through, um, God, this is getting bad, but my brother went through a divorce and I was just thinking, of, you know, we were talking a lot. And, um, you know, usually when I say this during the show, uh, people go, oh, and then I go, no, that's it's actually a good thing, you know. And then <laughs> the last time I I was playing in Indiana, I brought it up, and uh, and nobody said, oh, and I was like, huh. And then people started hollering out their dis- divorce stories. And I thought, <laughs> oh, nice. and they were worse than my brothers. You know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> like yeah. So so this song, um, I wrote, I kind of thinking about Kentucky because I I go home. Uh, for the holidays and I've been making an effort to go back for a whole month of December kind of coming in through uh, Thanksgiving and there's a certain feeling you get where the leaves are changed you know it's Mm -hmm. pretty ugly around this these parts it gets cold and so um, so I kind of have that in mind so here it is it's called weather in Kentucky Footsteps against dead leaves is all that I can hear 
This open field, the cool breeze and change is already here. Broken up what it was and what we could have been. Yeah, maybe time will be so kind, but I won't wait till then. And if you ask me right now, I'll tell you I'm okay. But like the weather in Kentucky, in a moment that could change. Snow falls on the pines and softly finds its place Covers up the way you feel until it melts away Maybe we never knew each other until it was torn down But the dream of us getting back together is colder than the ground And if you ask me right now, I'm better off today but like the weather in Kentucky, in a moment that could change. In between thunderstorms, the sun is shining bright. Fishing rods and fishing holes are always on my mind. Good things that we are, may they carry on. When I think of you, yeah, here's the truth. I'm glad that you've been gone. And if you ask me right now, I'm not curse her name but like the weather in Kentucky in a moment that could change like the weather in Kentucky in a moment that could change Yes, it uh, it surely can change, yeah. no doubt about it. Great In Alabama stuff. too, <clears throat> no doubt about it. It was, uh, oh my gosh, you, you know, earlier just about uh, half an hour before you got here, it was raining cats and dogs, and uh, we had a lightning strike right back here, and both of my dogs just went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> so okay, so you uh, recorded this album at home. Yes, yeah. Uh, and uh, you are uh, you produced it, but you also had Effie Dozier which, uh, helping. Yeah, uh, which produce. would be the the girl who's who's following me around. We had to give her a different name. <laughs> she loves uh, that name, so she chose it. Nice. And um, yeah, and so we worked on it together. We just uh, cool. We'd go in and and. Uh, you know, with music, it's funny because you just think that 
it's not that complicated to do all this computer stuff and set right. microphones and, 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 and understand feels and, and, um, but people make it out to be kind of this mystery, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's a really kind of a dude driven world as well. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't go like I did on the conversation, the first batch of songs, I was so isolated mm -hmm. that that's one of the reasons that when I got to the, before I could ask Carl and Mike to help, I'd gotten to a place where it is solidified to such a point that I couldn't change it. Right. Uh -huh. And without somebody else being there to say, you know, uh, I wouldn't do that. I know that key's not right or, um, or, or any of that, you uh -huh. know, just kind of a, a, uh, somebody you trust. Sure. Um, the chances of you getting locked in, you know, and becoming a fossil is high. So, so yeah, so I just, like I did when I left our wedding, we were on the plane back. I said, uh, Elizabeth, I said, I, I want to put out a record again and I need help. Can you help me? And she said, well, I've never done music before, but I'll try. <laughs> and, uh, and so that was about two years ago or two and a half. And then, um, with this, I, I went in, I said, you know, this is the way we can do it. Uh -huh. And, um, but we're going to have to do it together and and um and some days I'm, i might act like a big old baby but um uh, but like you haven't seen that before so <laughs> so yeah so it was uh it was it, and we did it and and it, it was really um it was it was great like especially when we when we got the masters back and we were up in wyoming and we plugged it in and we listened and uh and it's like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this is exactly the way it, we wanted it to be while we're driving across these yeah. vast mm -hmm. lands. I mean, we wanted, we were seeking to be, to give people that feeling, you know. Yeah. Um, it's kind of lonesome, It's it, but it's not. It's kind of uh, hopeful and, uh -huh. you know. So, cool. I mean, one of my favorite records is that uh, Billy the Kid record that, that Dylan did, you know. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, God fantastic yeah and then it also has knocking on heaven's door on it it's like what come on <laughs> like, you know like just throw that little guy yeah. in there. <laughs> just a just a little nugget yeah there. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well and that uh i know dylan is a big influence on you who, sure. would, who else would you cite as some yeah. of your main influences yeah i love uh prine i think uh, the first song i ever learned was paradise i didn't know who prine was at the time and uh -huh. um and uh you know towns and then tom waits is a huge influence sure. you know and and prince is a huge influence and those and so i have these like my mount rushmore is uh is dylan um prine prince and tom waits nice and uh <laughs> and those are the people that i'm always you know i'm always drawn to and and um because i think prince embodied all of it uh -huh. in a way um, the sexuality, the the rock and roll, the the glam kind of he's got a, you know that James Brown thing, but it also it it's it encapsulates all of it. Uh -huh. And Waits and encapsulates he's kind of like the um, he's a performer, but also his lyrics are so strong. Yeah, and so he can take you to places that like when I saw him live, he just takes you places that you wouldn't be able to go to on your own. Right, and um. And then Dylan is just so there's so many dimensions to Dylan. You, uh, know? you and, got that right. Yeah, and I and I love. I mean, 
I love that Frank Sinatra stuff that he's been yeah. doing. I mean, <laughs> I know. I've tried to make records my whole life, and he recorded that all live. And it's like, that's the greatest record <laughs> of all time. You know what I mean? That's hard to do. And, yep. and so there's all these levels. And then Prine is just consistent. Um, and uh, I mean, not consistent during his drinking period, but his songs, right. live shows are so consistent. Uh-huh. And, um, and his songs are so consistent. They kind of, they keep you in the pocket the they whole do. time. They do. He's so. he's a, a fabulous wordsmith. Incredible. Uh, yeah. He tells a story like nobody else. Like nobody else, and keeps you laughing and crying all exactly. at the same time. And, exactly. And that's a that's a hard thing to. That's a really hard thing to do. Yeah, and, it sure is. And not be hokey and not be. Um, so yeah, so those are kind of, but there's all all sorts of you know I. I oh yeah. Um, but I, I listen to a lot more podcasts these days than I do records. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, uh, um, you know, I always, I always uh, like to ask this question because yeah. it's, uh, it's kind of the most impossible question to answer for a songwriter. But on this new album, What's I my know they're song? all, I know they're all your babies. But which one is your favorite baby? Man, I mean, I don't <laughs> know. What would be my favorite baby? I think. Um, which one do you uh, enjoy performing the most? I think Weather in Kentucky is the easiest to perform because it's pretty straight <laughs> up. Desires of Despair has a, more of a, of, a, of a reaction to people that have suffered from the opiate problem and sure. stuff. And so that's kind of, that's a beautiful thing. Um, so those two songs have kind of stuck out to me. Um, what is my favorite song? I don't, I'm still trying to learn how to play, replay them. I mean, <laughs> they, they, you know, so it's well. difficult. I won't put you on the spot on no, that. Right. It doesn't hurt my. It doesn't hurt the song's feelings or whichever one people like is my favorite. I get that, no oh, doubt about it. Well, uh, pick one and let's hear one more tune from the album. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna try. This will be a radio premiere. Nice. I'm gonna try to do this instrumental song, so you can use it inside of your podcast when you need to cool you know kind of flowing in from things sure um hopefully i play it well this is the one you spoke of earlier yeah this one was a different song altogether oh a different song altogether until i until i recorded this now this is this is will of man Uh but there's a song that has lyrics that it's will of man that i have (laughs) but that'll be will of man too (laughs) nice I hope not too much dead space here, but we're not live, so. That's all right. I can cut it out. Okay, cool. All right, this song is called Will of Man.
very very cool Thanks, man. I love it. That's a good one, no doubt. Yeah. It's it's interesting to it's interesting to hear you do an instrumental. Yeah, you know, it's not what you would expect from you know a, an accomplished songwriter such as yourself, but uh, but it speaks volumes without words. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I feel I feel the same way. I feel like um, there's something in that melody, and you know, when I when I first got started, I didn't write songs. When I got in. You have to um, audition for at Interlochen, and mm-hmm. I wrote a lot of instrumental songs at the time, and um, so I was what 17, and and it was a big part of my my life. And then I found songwriters and John Prine, Dylan, that sort of thing, and um, and that's a that's a you got to really kind of work at that. And yeah, um, but I've always wanted to come back to it, but um, so this was an opportunity for me to do it, and. And uh, like I said, I had that song with all the lyrics, and I thought, I guess this is not right. And so I was like, I'm just going to try. And it, it's changing. It, the cool thing about an instrumental is it can shift, you know? I mean, it's, it, yeah. and, but you never play it perfectly. That's the crazy thing. I mean, I have, I still, even on the recording, I don't think I've played it perfectly yet. So. But I beat, I beat Dwayne Betts to an instrumental on a record. Nice. That's my, that's one of my big accomplishments because nice. he has one coming out on the new record. And, and it, that is a wonderful moment um, in our friendship and, and in his life. And cause you know, for as long as I'm like to just, I mean, it's really hard, Yeah. but, and it's just taken years and finally he has one. And um, that's great. But I beat him to it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, the album is titled uh, Desires Shape. It'll be out uh, uh, last week of February. And uh, you know what? Uh, I think you ought to buy it. Yeah, uh, thank you. And share this podcast around and let me know when you hear it. Um, I'm going to share it as well. And and uh, thank you again, Wild Man Steve. Thank you for coming in, yeah. Stoll. It's great to see you again. It is, it's great to be seen. been too long, no yeah, doubt. It really has. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Well, folks, uh, that's uh, that wraps up this uh, episode of uh, Wild Man Steve's Record Shop. Be sure to visit Stoll's uh, uh, website at stollvon.com. S-T-O-L-L-V as in Victor, A-U-G-H-A-N.com. There you go. Thanks again, Stoll. Yeah, thank you so much, Wild Man. Stoll Vaughn will be touring solo and opening for Almond Betts Band in the coming months of 2020, and Desired Shape hits on February 28th. Visit Stolvon.com to keep up with his adventures. Thanks for listening to Wildman Steve's Record Shop. Until next time, have a great one!